Welcome to the Emotionally Green Podcast, brought to you by Dawn Griffith, Michael Hallett and Jenny Chalmers. We hope that you'll find the content interesting and that you'll understand and share what Emotionally Green is about. Good morning to everybody or good day, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Today, we are Jenny Chalmers of Cold Feet Coaching and Emotional Freedom Techniques, Dawn Griffith of Dawn Griffith Cognitive Hypnotherapy, and we, along with Michael Hallett, have set up Emotionally Green, sharing a platform for the eco-friendly and for the mental health and well-being services and bringing it all to one holistic form. Today we have with us the wonderful Bonnie Williams. Now Bonnie's graduated with a degree in business management in 2000. She has leveraged her experience and expertise to help business owners market and build their businesses. She co-founded an award-winning magazine, has generated millions in revenue for her clients, worked in-house as a marketing director, as well as working within a marketing agency. She has been both employer and employee, and she has worked independently as a marketing consultant. Mm -hmm. There is more here, Bonnie, but wow, what amazing amount of experience that you have. And um, you've just set up your own business. And I would like you to tell us more about your own business. What what it is you're doing now? Amazing. And thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here. Um, so now I am running my business called The Marketing Strategist. Um, and I'm really just bringing all that expertise um, into an area that I'm really passionate about, which is climate and the environment. Um, so it occurred to me recently <laughs> that I could bring these two things together. I'm not sure why it didn't happen sooner, really, but that's just how it was. Um, and I decided that I could use my marketing expertise to make a difference to the future of humanity on our planet, really, because that's another cause very dear to my heart. Um, so I spent, do spend a lot of time volunteering um, in my local area, um, supporting practical actions for the climate. I know lots of other people do things protesting and stopping the bad things that are going on. And that's that's their part of making a difference but for me it's all about taking action and doing something that can actually help so in 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 my local community I support a couple of different organizations but specifically PACE which I was a a founder member of and we just support people to understand what's going on make changes that are within their within the realm of possibility for them Um, and I always feel like I want to, I I was always feeling like I wanted to do more within that field. And every time we would have a meeting, I would think, oh, I just wish this was my profession, doing this full time, making a difference. And then I suddenly went, hang on, it could be. In fact, now it is. So that was the leap I took maybe five months ago. And then, yeah, summer holidays. So now um, with two boys at home, I struggled to get things off the ground. But now I've just kind of managed to launch... um, my new my new business as the marketing strategist and I'm so excited to be working with clients who are really changing our future I think changing the future for all of us but particularly for the younger generations um, through the work that they do 
So whether I'm working with a business, I spoke to a lady a couple of weeks ago who runs a business um, making reusable nappy covers and then washable sanitary towels and then various kind of different little bits of clothing and things that go with that offering. But all of it is about being supportive to the environment by not putting rubbish into landfill and by using things again. It's a return, it's a return to the past really, isn't it? it really my, is. my mother was born in the early part of the 20th century and she said that they had washable sanitary towels. And when my older children were born, I washed their nappies and I had uh, nappy liners, which also were washed. So full, full circle, if we can persuade people. I think you, that's it, yeah. You, you were saying that uh, you like to help people to make a difference. What do you do on a practical level? Uh, well, when I'm volunteering with PACE, we might be doing things like a litter pick or we've run quite a few events on Zoom because PACE actually founded during well during lockdown more or less <laughs> um so we've been a little bit limited but re for example we started and uh, we ran an online event about helping people to understand fast fashion and the implications that their fashion choices have on the planet so that's whether they buy um, natural fabrics it's about how much you wash something how many times you use the things that you do buy um, it's all those kinds of things and understanding the implications of your choices. So as a result, personally, I haven't bought any new clothes since last November. I'm going for a year, <laughs> but my underwear is wearing out. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of thing. But also we've run Zoom events to do with um, gardening, gardening for wildlife, supporting the wildlife and the pollinators in your garden. No matter how big or small, there's always something you can do. What I loved about what you said earlier, and, and I would like you just to tell us what PACE actually the, is an anagram. It's a, is it? Yeah, it's an, an acronym. Yeah, it's, acronym, yes. Yeah. It stands for Practical Actions for Climate and the Environment. Thank you. But what I loved is something that's very close to my heart. There's, we, we run our lives in fear-based, just generally, you know, running, running from this, running from that. And like you say, there's lots of people out there fighting, and that's their language, isn't it? They use, you know, we're fighting for our cause, we're fighting for climate change, we're fighting for this. And they're doing the demonstrations and they're, you know, and they're not always peaceful. Let's face it, you know, the police are called, things get, you know, the, the emotions are heightened, and there's, you know, some very stressful moments. And what you're doing is what I, you're, you're saying, okay, here's, here's an issue. This is, how, this is how I can make the change without this language of fighting and demonstrating, doing it a far more, let's look at the solution, not the problem. And that I find is something that's very close to my heart, which we didn't speak about before, but is there's all this fighting and all these demonstrations and all these wars. This is how wars start, mm. you know, where we're looking at the problem but what you're doing is you're looking for the solution. And I love that. I absolutely love that, Bonnie. Thank you. I think, I mean, to me, it's actually, it's so relevant. Your reference to war is just, is just, um, it actually feels to me like if we don't address this, that may well be the reality we're going towards. And, and it's quite difficult. I feel like I sort of stand on the edge of a pit of despair and, and look into it and go, ah, I can't do that. I've got to turn the other way and I've got to be positive and take action. Because I think if you understand the science around climate change, you have to 
you have to go in there with a level of emotional resilience that means, okay, I'm brave enough to look today. Yeah, because sometimes I'm not brave enough to look. And I think that's the same for most people. Either people are in denial or they haven't educated themselves. Or even if they do know, they just can't bear to look because it's frightening. And I think that that's one of the things that drives me daily is just an awareness of the potential societal breakdown that will happen if these climate changes do come to fruition as they're absolutely on a path to become. You know, we have to make the changes so that that path not only slows down, but actually reverses. And we've got maybe a decade to do that. So for me, I don't have the luxury of wallowing in fear. That's just not an option. I just have to act. And I think that that, you know, when I look at my children, it's funny because I even consider things like, why are we even sending them to school? when I don't think that their future is necessarily going to use the education I'm giving them. Um, you know, if we can't change this, their future is going to look pretty grim and different and it's not going to need much trigonometry, you know, it's just. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> I think trigonometry think, and algebra are very much underrated. You do use them. You may not <laughs> realise that you do. But I, I, I think the whole the whole scenario is so frightening. It's so overwhelming. It leads us to think well it's so big what can I do I'm just one person absolutely and I think that's what's driven me to change my profession because I just felt out of alignment actually um as a marketer you know I've always worked with clients I hoped that I could always work with clients that I liked and on the whole I have I've been extremely fortunate um but there did come a moment when I was working doing marketing for an air conditioning firm and I just thought, my heart's not in this. I don't care. And that doesn't make you a very good marketer if you just don't care. And so I think, you know, I realised that I wasn't all about making money for other people. And then I fell out of love with marketing for quite a while. I trained as a coach. I worked with people much more closely with people than with than with organisations, if you like. Um, And it's only recently I've come back to it with this new lens and suddenly it feels so good to be able to use all those years of experience to make to make a difference. And and the the variety of people in this field is amazing. The green businesses doing so many different things. There's loads for me to get involved with and people to support and work with. So I feel it's given me a new lease of life, really, professionally. Can you give us an idea of the range of different businesses you work with? Um, absolutely. So, um, for example, there's um, there was a that lady who I spoke to you about who's making reusable nappies and sanitary towels. I was also talking to a guy the other week who runs a business. Um, he's starting a sharing website where people have a thing in their back garden. For example, I've got a paddleboard in my back garden, and this is a great area for paddleboarding. So, if somebody comes here locally, they can rent that from me. So it's called rentmy.com. So he actually mm-hmm. is starting that business, which is clearly going to go off like a rocket just because it's a great idea. I mean, he hardly needs any marketing advice, to be honest. Um, and then there's businesses that are supporting people to do gardening in their in their own back garden, you know, that kind of thing. So it can be just anything that that positively affects the future of humanity on this planet. Big task. Yeah, but so exciting. <laughs> I'm just looking at my phone because I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day and it's with Club Soda and I'm I'm happy to share it with both of you and it's how to drink sustainably with binary hang on with binary I'm trying to find their name now get that down 
Binary Botanical, but actually it wasn't about drinking. It was a company and how they've built their business on everything being as eco-friendly as possible and recycling everything, include so everything that you're drinking is is coming from a recyclable source, like recyclable hops and things like that. And it was it's, it's a it was quite an interesting. It was very different from what I normally normally would listen to, and I, I'm. I have club soda because you know, addiction is, is my is my passion. So, and you know, again, addiction comes from fear. And if with everything that you're doing, and others like you are doing, if if we don't address the things, you know, we're going to go more and more into the addiction and the self harm and the self. You know, addiction is just fear. People are just running in fear, and and that's what addiction is: li- living in fear of something. And so yeah. I just want to make myself feel better. And what you're trying to do, you know, and what we're trying to do is actually help people to feel better about themselves and think more sustainably about their planet. And when our planet is healthy and happy, then we are happy and healthy and we won't all be searching for something external. Like you say, like going shopping and buying a whole load of new clothes or, yeah, yeah, that's, you've brought up some really, really interesting points. Could you, t- I, or you, you have, you told us about the, the man who uh, had the, the, the sharing. Mm-hmm. I heard of another one and it was tent share. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Tent share, yeah. I, think, I think the sharing thing is wonderful. My garage is full of things that I use perhaps once or twice a year. Mm. And this, this must be multiplied throughout the land. And, you know, could have we could have one that a hundred people could use I think that's the thing and I think what people don't necessarily talk about just going back to your point Dawn is that making choices which you know are bad for your environment brings a level of uh anxiety that you that, that people don't necessarily articulate or count up So, for example, I know that there are certain things I do in my life that aren't perfect. I'm doing a lot, right, to make a difference in this area. But I know there are certain things. There are certain changes I just cannot bring myself to make. I still shop in a supermarket, for example. I would love to shop locally. There are great suppliers locally. But the fact is, I'm a busy mum. I work full time. I don't have time to go between here and there. So every week... I feel bad about this. I feel bad that all this re, like single-use plastic goes into my bin because the supermarket will wrap everything in single-use plastic. And that does my head in. And it actually brings a sort of low-level anxiety when you're out of alignment with what you know is right. And I think that that's, that's a pretty big thing. I know that people get cross with sort of environmentalists being a bit evangelical about it. And I can see why, because it, it provokes in you a very uncomfortable feeling to know that you're doing something that's the wrong choice, but actually finding it difficult. And one of my really big beliefs is that most people would choose an environmentally responsible option if it was easy. Yeah. Yes, I think being easy is the key. I know I go into the, the supermarket and pick up tomatoes packaged in plastic. I'd rather buy them loose, but that option isn't there. And I want that particular variety. So yeah. I have to buy the packaged one. Yeah. And also for single people, Jenny, you know, you, you live on your own. And I remember when my dad lived on his own, you know, trying to get, you know, to be able to buy a couple of tomatoes and put in your basket 
yeah, just just what you need rather than buying all that food because yeah. it's packaged for the minimum of two. Marks Spencer's very good at doing like little packaging, but again, it is in plastic, but for, for one. So again, the food waste that, that comes out of that, when you can't just buy, yeah, where if we went back to the old corner shop, a lot of those corner shops that just get the, you know, the fruit and veggie that is local, so it's seasonal, yeah. and you just go in and buy what you want, you'd actually have a lot less waste. Yeah, you know, mm. the food waste is. I know myself. You know, I we have a lot, you know, a lot of waste, and sometimes it's if we plan our meals meticulously, <laughs> it runs smoothly. I'm so I'm, bad at that. <laughs> life, it, life isn't like that. You know, my husband's been working like till nine, eight, nine o'clock at night. Uh, so I'm not eating. He's not eating. So it just grabs something. It just grabs grabs some toast and pate. It's you know. Mm. So we're not or, or yogurt in the morning. <laughs> um, I have to say that I very rarely waste any food. I will eat things that have gone past their supposed use use by date because they they are rubbish. Really. Yesterday I ate some yogurt that was the best before 14th of August, and <laughs> it was the 23rd of September. And it was perfect. And I I'm, I'm still here to tell the tale. <laughs> I actually think it's a mindset thing. I think yeah. it's a mindset thing. I think, you know, when when we look at, say, um, older generations who had that kind of rationing mindset, the wartime mindset, you know, mend and make do, reuse, recycle, uh, refuse, all those things. Well, they're, they're the six R's, aren't they, that they tell you to, to kind of live by. And I think that's it's a mindset that our younger generations have got into that, that, you know, kind of new is better. And I think that has to shift. But I think I can see in the younger generations a sense of fear, but also powerlessness. They can see all the grown ups going, this is this has got messed up and we've basically messed it up and you're going to have to pick up the pieces. But they but they're still children. They don't know how or what or what the implications are and so and no matter how you try to articulate it it's going against the cultural norms that they've been raised in and even my children you know who must be sick to death of me frankly but (laughs) even now I'll say to them don't make you know try not to make that choice try and make another choice because that one you know my 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 little one for example he loves all the sweets in the stupid gimmicky packaging he'll love one of those plastic push-up lollipops or he'll he'll go for some everything in a plastic over plastic and I just say to him you know try and choose the other things for your for your weekly sweets try and choose the other things that aren't so plasticky and he just can't he's just like why because they don't look as cool and I'm like because they're better for the planet they're still bad bad. (laughs) it must be so difficult to bring up small children because the marketing gimmicks appeal to them so much don't they yeah that's why I'm trying to make and, it and us and us. It, it doesn't. You know, that's what marketing is. And you see mm-hmm. it on the TV. You know, you have to. You know, unless you actually don't have a television. But you know, I think one of one of the very first things a child will recognise is the McDonald's sign when learning to read and write. That's one of the very first things that a child will recognise McDonald's sign because it's everywhere. It's not just you know you, you take the TV out, but it's that it's out there. Yeah, and it's a treat. It's very compelling. I think the marketing of things makes a big difference. And much like politics, if you hope to make a change, you kind of need to do it from the inside. So I'm really hoping there's lots more people like me. I haven't found them yet in the marketing industry, but I'm really hoping they're there. 
And on a personal level, what have you done during lockdown to improve your own well-being? Um, well, for us, it's been about systematically making changes so that we're not just working in alignment with our values, we're living in alignment with our values. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's, for example, a significant investment for our family this year was our solar panels. Um, and not every family will have the luxury of that, I'm very aware. But the way that we've structured it is that they will pay for themselves over the time that we're paying back. So I've hopefully made that a sustainable change that we can manage to see out. Um, also, I'm, I stay in touch with nature kind of on a very conscious level. And I think that actually I've been reading lately about the, the impact that staying in touch with a piece of your local ground, actually touching the ground or touching the water in your local area is a bigger indicator of whether somebody's likely to take action towards the climate or to for the better of their local area than any other single thing. So locally, I do do quite a lot. So I have been litter picking, but regularly for a sort of um, a well-being perspective, I go swimming in the river locally. So there's a group that formed during lockdown actually called the Manning Tree Mermaids. Um, where I live and we, we swim in the river store which is a tidal estuary where we swim so we can only swim about an hour either side of the tide mm -hmm. and having to have that awareness that you've got to swim today it's at 12 tomorrow it's at one you know and it will move with the tide throughout the day so sometimes if we're really lucky we'll get a sunrise and a sunset swim in the one day but you have to time it right. So that connection with nature and the tides also goes with, for me on a personal level, I've got quite a spiritual connection with full moons and new moons. I tend to celebrate that along with my local kind of witchy types, um, which is a bit, it's a bit woo-woo for some, but you know, for me, that connection with our natural world and what's happening is absolutely essential. I totally, Thank I totally agree. Yeah, I, I'm aware of the, the full moon and the, and the new moon and let go and release everything. Yeah. Do my burning ritual, not all the time, but every now and then, especially if I have something I really need to let go, journal it, burn it, full moon, let it go. Yeah. Say it out and let you it go. See? Yeah, bring it all in on the, new, on the new moon, write down all my desires, what I want. So I've let go of this. Now I'm going to bring in this. What do I want to bring in? And I missed it. This I didn't get it done. This I, it was stuff I really wanted to let go of, but I just didn't get time to write it all down. So, I, yeah. Well, the energy's there for you anyway. Whether you write it or not, the energy will still be there. So as long as you can form the intention, it will still work to a degree. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good because I do feel there's been a shift. I think we need to um, wrap this up now and bring it to a close. Is there any message that you would like to leave or an offer that you have that you would like us to put on the website or oh, the, the podcast? <clears throat> yes, please. So as um, over the years, as I've kind of seen lots of clients, what I've realized people actually need in terms of getting their marketing sorted is accountability over time. Because if you're gonna make changes to the way you represent your business, it takes time. So what I've done is put together a mastermind, which is a, it's a six month program where people meet twice a month um, and we'll meet online in small groups, just six people per group. So that that becomes a really trusted group of peers for, for people. So the journey through business, I think, can be lonely if you're a CEO or a business leader. It can be quite lonely. So the accountability, but also the support of that group 
makes a massive difference to whether or not people implement the changes in their marketing because marketing brings up vulnerability, right? People have to be seen and they'd actually really rather do lots of other things than be seen. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a marketing mastermind, which is going to be launching in October and then again in January next year. And I just, um, I'm really looking for those core six people who are making a difference to our planet to bring them all together and just kind of form that inner circle so that's what I would like to share I have a website and the offer is on there it's www.themarketingstrategist.uk and this will all this information we will be placing on the podcast and on YouTube as well this will go on onto YouTube as well thank you so much for sharing with us Bonnie and you know we could spend hours and hours and I think we've probably run over our 15 minutes and lucky Michael is not here because he will be watching the time. (laughs) Thank you very much, Bonnie. That was very interesting. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been brilliant. So thank you to all the listeners who are going to bring, bring, that we are going to bring awareness to. And thank you and goodbye. Please visit emotionallygreen.com to find out how you can become greener.